Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit, and you're listening to Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Mm. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022, and a singular lad is back. Um, the show has been on quite a hiatus for quite some time, and, uh, you know, if you're just hearing my voice, you might be a little bit confused because you're used to hearing my counterpart, my brother, Martin Fraser. Um, Martin is doing well, by the way. I don't want anyone getting nervous or anything like that. That little fucker's doing fine. Um, he's just been very busy, um, and with my schedule, I work remotely. It's a little bit more flexible. So I know a lot of people have been DMing and tweeting at us and stuff like that. And, you know, I think Martin and I will come to an understanding that, you know, I want this project to keep going on because I still really enjoy talking about soccer. And I know Martin does, too. But with his schedule, you know, um, I still want to put out content weekly. And I think going forward, I think this might be kind of the formula in which we're going to do this show. Um. I feel as though that we're going to transition more into just me uh, doing a bit of a monologue. Maybe it's kind of like a Bill Simmons, Colin Cowherd uh, kind of deal where it'll still be the lad's brand and Martin will still be very much a part of it and on episodes when he can. But I think it'll mostly just be me and other guests coming on the show. And that's, you know, I think that's where we're going to kind of transition the format of this show. So if that's not kind of your thing. Um, if you like the, you know, two opposite teams, two buddies talking soccer the entire time, um, which will still happen from time to time. But, you know, um, there are other great podcasts you can check out, like our boys, EPL boys, Matt uh, and JD. Incredible podcast. One's a Liverpool, one's a Man U fan. Um, they're phenomenal and they're a lot fucking smarter than I am. And Martin, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, we're coming kind of close to the end of the Premier League, and it feels as though we've just missed out on so much. And as I'm doing this episode, I realize that we're just breaking into another international break. So it gives me actually some nice time to kind of talk about what's been going on in the soccer world, um, along with the world at large. Uh, since we last podcast, uh, there has been an invasion over in Ukraine, and there have been huge ramifications, uh, not only in that country, but also that have swept across um, into the Premier League. Um, obviously, not as harsh. I mean, I'm not going to compare lives being lost to a billionaire being sanctioned, but you know, it has touched a lot of people across the world in terms of how you know certain things are being affected in other countries. Um, but before I get into all the Chelsea stuff and all into you know, what's been happening into the Premier League. I just wanted to give a big shout out to everybody who keeps listening, keeps following and keeps hanging out with us. Everybody who's in the discord, um, you know, there's been many times where me and Martin have been like, I really don't feel like doing this anymore. We get worn out. We've been doing this podcast now for about four years, done almost 300 episodes. And, um, there's a bit of fatigue. There's a bit of fatigue, you know, 
especially with our teams not doing well. <laughs> it's not exactly been the most glamorous years for Arsenal and Manchester United since we started doing this pod. And, you know, we've had other interests, um, other things. We've gotten into relationships. We've gotten into new jobs. We've moved states since starting this podcast. So I just want to shout out everybody in the community, the lads community, just the soccer community, and everyone who's been so supportive of us, um, everybody who's been so nice and just so supportive, you know, it, it really means a lot. Um, so to get started with the pod, I just want to break out into the biggest news that's obviously groundbreaking for the Premier League, has had huge ramifications, a man who's been a part of the Premier League for a long, long time, super controversial, um, is leaving at the end of the Premier League. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Dean, a legend of the Premier League. That bald head had terrified many players for many years and many fans. It's hard to even describe Mike Dean to a neutral, to like a La Liga or Serie A fan, um, or just, you know, other leagues that have, you know, <laughs> professional uh, referees who actually hold up a, a, a good standard. You never knew what you're going to get with a Mike, Dean, a Mike Dean game. Will it be a red card? Will he make it about himself? But it was weird. He had this like British reservation to himself. It wasn't like Matt Clatten, Mark, Clat, Mark Clattenburg, eh, who almost flamboyantly made it about himself. Mike Dean kind of had this sternness and this kind of just presence on the field that it was just so wild at times. You just never knew when he was going to give that red card. Only Premier League referee with over 100 red cards delivered to players on the pitch. Um, Incredible stat. I think he's at 118. Let me check real quick. 114 red cards. End of an era. Um, It was very funny when (laughs) I was watching Ted Lasso with my partner, uh, Leah, uh, when he popped up in the season two episode. Spoilers. Sorry if you haven't seen Ted Lasso. You should fucking watch it. I don't think Mike Dean is the biggest spoiler, but it did catch me off guard um, because I was like, oh, this fucking guy. And my girlfriend was just like, why are you getting so upset? Like, you don't understand this man just has just fucked Arsenal for so many years and so many other teams, but it just feels closer to home with Arsenal, you know? Um, So, but I don't know. I think I'm going to kind of miss them. I miss the chaos. I will miss the chaos a little bit. Um, Even with VAR, you just did not know what Mike Dean, it was his show every match and you were just trying to hold on for dear life. So, um, Shout out Mike Dean. Shout out for great years of entertainment. There's a lot of people who are going to dance on your grave, but Mike Dean, I commend you. Uh, you, you, you were something. You were absolutely. You, you will not be forgotten if that's a good or bad thing. Um, maybe more good than bad. Uh, but let's get to the real man who is under the most scrutiny, the most fire, and that is Roman Abramovich. That was who I was kind of alluding to before I got to our illustrious bald friend, Mike Dean. Uh, Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned by the Premier League. Um, A lot of people are like, what does that mean? Um, Essentially, uh, 
Roman Ivanovich has been funding, became the owner of Chelsea for, uh, I believe it's like a 19-year span, has brought multiple Premier Leagues, multiple championships, uh, or Champions League, um, winning, winning, money, 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 uh, starting all the way back in 2005 and so forth. It has been nothing but Chelsea domination under the Abramovich regime. Now, uh, with all the conflict that is going on in Ukraine, um, the British government has been sanctioning Russian oligarchs who have had any association to kind of put a squeeze on Vladimir Putin. Um, and allegedly, uh, there has been some evidence, you know, Chelsea fans will dispute it. And I've heard a lot of different Chelsea fan arguments against all this. And I will get to that. Um, saying that Roman Ivanovich has been involved with the conflict, has funded tanks, has funded certain weapons and stuff over to Ukraine. Again, this is all alleged and it all could just be bullshit as well. What I'm saying is there's a lot of evidence not looking great for Roman Ivanovich. Essentially, it's been looked as Chelsea becoming bankrupt, but now there's new ownership coming in. And we've gotten a lot of fan questions, which I forgot to mention. Thank you to all the fan questions. Uh... Everybody sent in. That was really cool. Um, and a lot of people have asked, like, what's the future of Chelsea? Stuff like that. So I'll probably, the future of Chelsea, I'll kind of get to that stuff now. I'm going to try and focus on the present for right now. Um, so essentially, Roman Abramovich uh, has lost all control of Chelsea. Um, here, let me pull up some, of, uh, some more facts. And again, even without Martin, this is going to be a very unorganized pod. So on March 10th, we'll go back about almost two weeks. Roman Ivanovich was sanctioned. All his UK assets frozen. Chelsea can still operate under a special license, but sale is now on hold. So he tried to put the club on hold or tried to put the club on sale. And that just was just the UK government stepped in and was like, no, 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 no. We need to take a hold of this. Uh, the club would not be allowed to sell any more tickets, only season ticket holders and go to games for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'm trying to see what else is here. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of like the major news uh, with the frozen assets and everything like that. And what will the future hold for Roman Ivanovich? And it feels as though like they're trying to do everything to um, either get a new ownership regime to come in and Roman Ivanovich is going to end up losing billions of dollars. And again, I've and I've said this to Chelsea fans like I'm not going to cry over a billionaire. I don't give a fuck about billionaires. And, you know, people will probably say, like, I've come to this podcast for just sports talk. I just want to talk about Premier League and drinking and the fucking F word and farts and burps, whatever. But I'm just going to tell you, like, I'm not going to hold back from whatever I'm feeling about the situation because politics and sports cross all the fucking time. I hate the fucking sentence people saying, oh, politics and sports don't go together. They always have. You have different people from different religions, different countries playing with different geopolitical um, thoughts and feelings and stuff like that. So it's always come together, especially for soccer. It's so international. Of course, there's going to be politics in this. Um, And people saying, oh, it's overstepping by the government. I mean, sure, if you want to go down that route, but again overstepping to a billionaire i do not care i don't care that this man loses billions of dollars i care about the working class people who had nothing to do with this 
I care about the working class people who have been affected by this, who, you know, luckily Chelsea has said that they're going to allow all the staff there to keep working and still getting paid. Thank God. Um, but for Roman Ivanovich, I don't give a fuck. And the other argument that has come out is saying like, oh, look at the Saudi Arabian group that has bought Newcastle. Oh, look at, there's a lot of whataboutism going on. Oh, what about, uh, you know, uh, Man City and oil, PSG, whatever. Again, like those are also bad. <laughs> People are like, well, ours are less bad. Doesn't make them not bad. I just want to let you know, like Chelsea fans, I think we've all just had this understanding that your money, wherever it's been coming from, Roman Abramovich has been muddy. You've been muddy for a while. You've been riding high. You're probably going to get another ownership and that you're going to move on. You're going to think you're going to go bankrupt. And again, like as an Arsenal fan, I should be hoping for this. I should be hoping that your club gets relegated. And I'm not trying to because I've actually started to like Chelsea in the past couple of years since Josie Mourinho left. When Josie Mourinho just bullied Arsene Wenger for all those years, I couldn't stand Chelsea. I couldn't stand that they stole Ashley Cole. I couldn't stand just their mentality and them rubbing European championships in my dumb Arsenal face. Now, like, I, there's a lot of players. I got Christian Pulisic, an American. Of course, I love fucking Chelsea now. Nogolo Conte. They have a lot of likable players on there. I even like Thomas Tuchel, even though a lot of Chelsea fans I've heard and other people don't like Thomas Tuchel, think he's overrated. Again, going into another quarterfinals of the Champions League, going to get a top four spot, but whatever. What I'm trying to say is, is that there's a lot of Chelsea fans throwing out all these arguments, and I'm just going to let you know, like, okay, both can be true. Both the Saudi uh, regime government that has bought Newcastle could also, who are also bad, who do horrible things within their country. Roman Abramovich can also do horrible things uh, with Russia and Vladimir Putin. So, and again, I'm not going to cry all these people crying over a billionaire. I don't fucking care. I don't, I don't feel anything. The billionaires, I just care for working class people and them not getting exploited. So that's kind of my whole feeling on the whole Chelsea thing. I know Martin was, uh, if I were to give what he felt about it, and when I get him on the pod, he'll probably be expand about it. He was more of like, uh, like you know, like why isn't the other people getting punished as well? And I hope they do. Like I'm not saying I don't want these other clubs punished. Like everyone just saying it is, um, uh, what's it called? Two sided. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, double standard. Double standard. It's a double standard. That's the word I'm looking for. And yeah, it kind of is, but at the same point, it doesn't make what they're doing not correct. So I don't know. Let me know what you think. You can find me on our Instagram at lads podcast or Kevin J Pettit. You know, if I'm an idiot, tell me I'm an idiot. We can have a discussion about this, but that's kind of like my whole feelings about the whole Chelsea thing. And, you know, I hope the players can figure things out contracts, you know, um, it's been good that Chelsea has been competitive in the premier league. That's not a false thing to say. Like Chelsea being good helps the Premier League because they do have such a big fan base. They've now developed a history over the past 20 years. And before that, they did have history before that, but not as obviously as strong. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with all that. Um, I'm trying to see what else is going on. Oh yeah, we have an American in the Premier League. Nice one. Jesse March in the Premier League, leaving Red Bull Leipzig or one of those Red Bull team, whatever. Um, he did pretty well. 
over at that squad. And uh, yeah, he's now the manager of Leeds. Got a big win, a big comeback, and shout out having another American. Let's have let's go Americans doing well in the Premier League. You love to see it. Um, lots of Ted Lasso. It's Marsh Madness. Some of the memes going around. This is Marsh. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love an American doing well. Now he's got time, you know. And if he helps Leeds get out of, you know, this relegation battle, what an accomplishment. Bob Bradley couldn't do that. He got canned after like 10 games with my poor Swans. Ugh. I checked the championship the other day and Swansea was like 17th. I don't know if they've gone up or anything like that, but we need a Welsh team in the Premier League. I'm sorry. There always has to be one. We need Cardiff. We need Swansea. Those are the only two cities I know in Wales. But one of them needs to be in the Premier League, and it's bullshit. It should just be a rule. Even if they get relegated, we just swap out like them out for, I don't know, Newcastle or Brentford. I don't care. Um, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, we got the quarterfinals uh, of the Champions League. PSG getting knocked out by Real Madrid. That was kind of fun. Um, the quarterfinals are Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Uh, Man City versus Atletico, um, Bayern versus oh no, who's that? oh Villarreal, Unai Emery, duh, um, Unai the Goat, look at that man, just can't be stopped. Benfica versus Liverpool. So my two early predictions would be Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Uh, I would initially go on. Real Madrid, especially after that PSG performance, but then watching El Clasico and them getting whooped 4-0, that was tough to watch, but there was no Benzema, and Benzema has been on a complete different level. That one's a real toss-up, because Chelsea and the Champions League have been really good. So, i probably pick Real Madrid. I'm not trying to be biased. I know you guys probably heard me just talk all that shit on Chelsea. I'm not trying to say I don't like Chelsea, by the way. Please, please. Um... But really, I think that's a real 50-50 toss-up at this point, Chelsea-Real Madrid. Man City, Atletico-Madrid. I'm probably going City. Atletico has been really feisty. This might be Simeone's last year. Who knows? He might try and finally get that Champions League glory where Ronaldo has stolen from for years. Man City, though, they're coming for... They want it, man. They want that Champions League so bad. Um, Bayern Villarreal. I mean, Villarreal is a great story, but it's Bayern. That's easy. And then Benfica, Liverpool, Liverpool. Yeah, that's I'm going with Liverpool on that one. That's a no brainer. Um, and then we could get a Liverpool versus Manchester City final. And also, that's probably going to be the one two. Whoever you're going to pick for the Premier League. Yeah, we finally got a title race. I mean, I feel like that was a big development since the last time we've hung out. There's actually a title race in the Premier League. Um, thank you, Liverpool, for doing that. You know, we were kind of calling it off over Christmas time, but let me pull up this old table. What are we working with? Um, I really just care about the table because Arsenal's in fourth with a game in hand, five points behind Chelsea. Come on. Um, so the table currently sits with 29 games left. That means we only have what there's a 38 game season, so only nine games left in the Premier League. Wow, 27 points left to be had. Um, Man City sits at 70 points. Liverpool at 69. Nice. Chelsea at 59. Arsenal at 54. Uh, and then Tottenham in fifth at 51. Man U at 50. 
in sixth. West Ham United in seventh with 48. Um, and then Wolves with eighth place with 46 points. Aston Villa, and there's like a drop off from 46 to 36. So Aston Villa, 36 points. Leicester, 36 points, nine and 10, respectfully. And then down at the relegation, this is where it gets actually kind of fun. You have Norwich in 17th uh, or in 20th place with 17 points. Burnley in 19th place at 21 points. Uh, Watford in 18th place with 22 points. Everton right outside the relegation zone in 17th place, 25th. And then Leeds 16th, 29th. Um, Newcastle has actually built themselves a nice cushion at 14th place, uh, sitting with 31 points. And then Brentford in between them at 15th with 30 points, uh, f- holding 15 in the table. Um, so if I were to do, at this point, who's going to get relegated? Can Frank Lampard, that was also a big move. I mean, we haven't talked in so Frank Lampard at Everton. Been okay. Got that last minute winner against Newcastle, which kind of broke their hearts. That would have kind of like secured it for them, but... Um, not being relegated. Um, I'm probably going to go Norwich, Burnley, and Watford. Yeah, I think that's pretty set. I'm not going to lie. But Burnley does have two games and they have three games in hand. Shit. Dang. I'm rooting for Jesse Marsh. So I think I'm going to steep with those three. I don't want to see Sean Deitch go down, but I think I'm sticking with who's down there. I think Everton... They got so much talent, way more talent than those bottom three. I think they can crawl themselves out. So that's what I'm going. And then going back to the top of the table, Man City, Liverpool with nine matches remaining. Well, I guess it's 30 played, so it's eight matches remaining. But Man City, Liverpool are on 29 played. So with eight matches technically finishing, what the fuck ever. Um, Liverpool win all their matches. They win the Premier League. Man, gun to my head, I'd probably pick City, but if Liverpool win it, that would be that would be cool. I know all the scout like all the man U fucking fans are probably like, boo, he's Liverpool fucking love Liverpool. Nah, dude, like I don't know. Like, do we want to see City win it again when we want another team? And they would probably say, Well, not Liverpool. It's like, okay, well I don't know, a lot of people have just become so numb <laughs> to Man City winning the Premier League, so I don't know. Probably picking City, and then I'll if Liverpool win against City, uh, I believe on April 10th, then I'll totally flip flop my decision. So <laughs> that's where I'm at with that. Okay, um, I think I'm going to do some fan questions at this point. I don't have any guests for this episode, so I'm really sorry. Um, it's probably going to be on the shorter end, we'll probably end up getting to around 30 minutes with this pod. So hopefully, just a little. Pep in your step. Put on another soccer pod after this one. <laughs> Let's go to Twitter. Let's see what questions we got. Follow us at lads underscore podcast. I promise. I promise to start tweeting again. I just get so lazy and then I get so, you know, my ego gets too big on my own personal Twitter and I just focus on, you know, getting clout chasing on there. So I forget to go to lads. So first question comes from B Carp extinction bound. Arsenal win the treble, but you can never play Elden Ring again. So this is directed directly at me. I'm an Arsenal fan. 
and I'm a huge uh, Elden Ring fan, From Software fan. I played all of them, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. I'm probably talking a different language to people who don't play video games, and you probably get laid a lot, so good for you. But Arsenal or Elden Ring, probably the best game of this year. Game of the year easily. I just beat it the other day, and I fucking loved it. I can't wait to play it again. I put in over 70 hours into this game because I'm a fucking loser. Um, Arsenal Trouble. I mean, I mean, I would just take a Champions League. You didn't have to throw in Trouble there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I could play the other FromSoft games. There'll probably be an Elden Ring 2. I am such a die. I have Arsenal tattooed on me. I fucking bleed fucking Gooner Red. Uh, yeah, that's that's an easy question. Trouble. Um, even though I gush, I've been if I hadn't beaten Ellen Ring, maybe I changed my but since I've beaten it, then probably yeah. Um, next question comes from at MJ Will6. US men's national team is safe, right? Dot dot dot. Uh. Right. Um No. No, not at all. The US men's national team has so many fucking injuries right now. And this is just so classic US men's national team. Not the injury part. But kind of, but um, just so many injuries at this point. I'm trying to pull up the list. Uh, there was a good list of everybody who was hurt for the U.S. men's national team. I guess I wouldn't say a good list. Like, ah, that's kind of sad. Um, but we still have Pulisic. Pulisic might be able to pull us through. He's been in great form. Um Maybe get Reyna in there, unleash those two. That would be sick. Um, I do love me Geo. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess I would go. We're gonna be all right. I think we beat Mexico uh, on Thursday. But to be honest, me and Martin have said we're not the biggest U.S. men's national team fan, so. Again, like if you're more in the U.S. men's national team, that's your number one thing because this is mostly just Premier League and World Soccer outside of like really international things besides like the Euros, Copa, and the World Cup. So if you're more in the U.S. men's national teams, there's tons of those podcasts. So please go check them out. I wish I had some to recommend at this point, but I have been drinking. I have taken an edible. So I hate when I do this because I'm like, ah, I start rambling on <laughs> during the question section. So. All right, let's move on to our Instagram, at Lads Podcast. Colby Brad 616 says, who's going to buy Chelsea? So there's been a couple people who've come out, the Cubs owner, uh, another Saudi Arabian group, which, again, would be kind of funny just because all these Chelsea fans have been complaining about Newcastle and also, like, all the stuff with the Qatari stuff of Man City. Be kind of ironic, but I don't think that'll happen. Uh, I've heard the Jets owner, the Cubs owner. It's sounding like an American at this point. So, and apparently British, you know, besides like the Fenway group that owns Liverpool hasn't exactly had a great relationship in terms of fans and just culture. Like what happened with Swansea, I brought up earlier. That was a bad one. Americans came in, boss Swansea put in American manager as the coach. And, um, I mean, Bob Bradley deserved it. He was also like, I thought a good coach at the time, like went to Egypt, did good, good stuff with the U S men's national team. Anyway, um, I don't know. I haven't been following besides like the sanction stuff and the Abramovich stuff who the new ownership is, but apparently people were saying maybe even this week. So we'll have to see. 
Gimpin ain't easy says, does Frank keep the Toffees in the Premier League? I think he does. I think Frank did a good job at Chelsea. It just, you know, Chelsea's expectations are so much higher. It's just, I feel bad for Frank Lampard because he's never been in this type of relegation battle. So I don't know if he was the right choice at this time. I mean, you could say the same thing about Jesse Marsh, but um, being launched into a relegation battle as a young manager, not understanding like there's different expectations but I think there's so much talent I think Frank has enough we saw some really good managing from him at Chelsea we also saw some bad but I think the good kind of outweighed the bad with Frank Lampard and you know um and obviously it worked out fine with Thomas Tuchel but um I think he keeps them up I think where the table is right now with Norwich Burnley and Watford I think that's going to be your three um <laughs> Gippen Easy also says, was Rafa Benitez going to Everton really just a deep cover Liverpool scheme? Nah, <laughs> Rafa's a professional. He would not be a double agent for Liverpool, but I do love that meme. So I, I have too much respect for Rafa. I, I really do liked him as I liked him as a manager. Um, bit overrated, but did have the comeback. Did do good things with Newcastle. So... Um, next question comes from Griggs JC, current best goalkeeper in the world. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I guess in the Premier League, I really do like Emmy Martinez at Aston Villa. I don't know if he's the best, but he's really fucking good. I always want to shout out my guy, former Arsenal. Um, I would probably say... Best in the world? All Black has kind of fallen off. Neuer hasn't been the best for years. Uh, I guess you could say Allison at Liverpool. I don't know if he's the world. Maybe Premier League. But even then, I would probably argue against that. Trying to go let Ter Stegen? Been pretty fucking good. Um, then I got to go to Syria. And then you got... Uh, I don't know. I just named a lot of good ones there, but I would probably in the Premier League say Allison and then maybe Terstegen right now. De Gea is a great stop shopper. I feel like Man U fans would be pissed if I didn't mention him, but he's been good, but not like Prime De Gea was just a different, different gravy, a different gravy, bruv. Um, Brock BRXXCK says, will Kane even make it to the World Cup or will his knees break around Thanksgiving? Um, I hope Harry Kane makes it, you know, I should be a big Tottenham hater, but I do love England. So I hope England, um, the national team, maybe not the country, but <laughs> I love all those players. I love Bukoyo Saka. Um, I love Jack Wilshire. Like those are always my guys at Arsenal. Um, so, but Harry Kane, his health is just so weird. He's been pretty great. The second half of the season, he's finally turned it on his first half of the season. It was abysmal that no even Tottenham fans would be like it was just sad to see him out in the field I mean try to work his way out of Tottenham and that was that luckily that's all blown over um kind of we'll see how it ramps up in the summer will Harry Kane leave will he go where will he go will he say but um that's a good question like England without Harry Kane is just not good um they kind of need their talisman, even though he did kind of not do great in the Euros final. But, you know, it happens. But I really think they're going to need Harry Kane, uh, even with all this great young talent on the squad. Um, what real question should be is that they should be starting Ramsdale and Ben White in the back. But that's a that, you didn't ask that. But that's a that's a different conversation. 
Um, uh, the Ellen dot Jeremy Thelen dot Jeremy T H E L E N dot Jeremy turned into a Pearl Jam guy. What is the future for the Chelsea players? Tuchel rumors. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit up in the air. I mean, so far Thomas Tuchel and the players have been very supportive of just Chelsea, like staying with Chelsea and the fans and like haven't really mentioned too much about Roman Abramovich. At least I haven't seen. They're just trying to be like, you know, kiss the badge and say they want to stay loyal. But I don't know. If you can't get paid, there's a lot of contracts up at the end of the year. Um, players want to get pl- paid and, you know, loyalty is one thing, but this is a business. This is a livelihood. You only get one chance to play this sport. You want to make, you want to secure the bag. Um, so I don't know. If you goes out of the quarterfinals and even if he doesn't get into the top four, could that cause him to leave? But without Roman Abranovich, who likes to cut the head off the manager as soon as possible, if they don't get any success, who knows? Um, who knows with this new ownership group, will they keep that same kind of like, uh, you know, tenacity with the managers and will there be a culture change where they keep managers longer and let them develop youth and not buying as much? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Last question, Nolan Fink. Ah, damn. It's not a bad last question. It's just I I need to get a U.S. men's national team person on here just to f- scratch that itch for you guys. So his question, Nolan Fink says, point predictions for the U.S. men's national team this window. Oh, God. Um, I'm saying they're being Mexico, so there's three right there. Um, Let me look at the fucking matches. Okay, you're making me do this. You're making me into... A U.S. men's national team fan by force. I have to do my homework. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, man. Is there like World Cup qualifying? Where's on the ESPN app? Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying right now. Let's see. Qualifiers. Europe. No, 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 no. We want America. USA. Okay, so USA has Mexico Thursday, Sunday Panama, and then Wednesday Costa Rica. I'm saying we beat Mexico. Let's go. Come on. Let's do it. And then we draw against Panama and then beat Costa Rica. That sounds nice, right? Like I'm be I'm being a supportive US men's national team. <laughs> uh Supporter. Um, oh, McKenney. I think he was injured. Oh, Brendan Aronson. That was a big one. Yeah. I think Josh Sargent. He's all right. My ginger. My ginger prince. He doing good? I think so. Is Tyler Adams? I feel like I just named like the whole <laughs> starting 11. And I'm just going to have so much backlash. Kevin, they're all fucking fine. I'll be like, all right. I just, I get a lot of from our Discord and from our Instagram chat. Like people always talk about US national team stuff. And I don't scroll by it. I read it. It's just I don't really retain a lot of it um but hey guys thank you so much for listening to the lads podcast uh my name is kevin pettit check us out on instagram at lads podcast and then twitter at lads underscore podcast um yeah if you don't like this format um i don't know what to tell you like it's just been so busy and everything like that so it's going i just want to make sure i'm putting out podcasts for you guys so i'm going to try and get guests on the show um some other podcasts, other soccer people uh, in the industry, maybe people who are on the ground, maybe in the MLS, maybe that'll be easier since I'm in the USA. 
Um, we'll see. I'll do my best. Uh, we've been doing this thing for so many years and still not good at it. So, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. It's finally spring and, uh, let's hope for a nice resolution, uh, some nice peace talks going on in the Ukraine and Russia. So, all right. Bye. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for living, a deeper meaning. I wanna stand with you on a mountain.